Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job helps us understand how to get closer to God. Scripture says, draw near to God. Hey, take a step closer. And when you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. But listen, when you draw near to God, remember that as soon as you get close to God, He's going to start dealing with issues in your life. Welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute, and he's senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Did you know that you can attract or repel the grace of God? Spiritually speaking, the way we live our lives is either pulling God's favor towards us or pushing it further away. Mark, let's talk today about how to learn to become grace magnets, huh? Yeah, and maybe you're listening to this and you say, well, why do I need grace? Oh, let me tell you, you need grace. Grace is the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. But, you know, you could be repelling God's grace or you could be uh, a magnet for God's grace. And you're going to learn in this passage what it means to attract the grace of God. The passage is James chapter 4, and here's Mark Job with Bold Steps. So I researched a little bit and I found out that there is, in fact, a certain blood type and a certain, uh, a certain type of person that mosquitoes actually go after. It has to do with your blood type. It has to do with your, the fragrance of your skin. But there are certain people that mosquitoes will zoom in towards and really go after. And there's other people that seem to repel mosquitoes. And really, the mosquitoes don't find them very tasty. A few years back, I had the opportunity of going to Mozambique, Africa. And here, if you get bit by a mosquito, it's a little bit of an irritation. But if you're in some countries in Africa and get bit by a mosquito, well, a lot of those mosquitoes carry malaria, and it could be a major issue if you're bitten by a mosquito that's a carrier of malaria. So the doctor warned me in advance, you need to take these malaria pills And he said, hey, hey, if you attract mosquitoes, the other thing that you need to do is that you need to make sure that you put a heavy dosage of a mosquito repellent on you. So I went to the Myers and I found the highest dosage of DEET, D-E-E-T. And I tell you what, when I went out at night in Mozambique, I remember going out to an outreach, I smothered myself in that stuff. I mean, I sprayed it heavy. I smelled like it. When I went in the crowd that night, I think the Africans were moving away saying, man, this dude really stinks like something. But not a mosquito touched me because I was a repellent to mosquitoes. They... They, they came around and they smelled the deet and they just like, no, nah, I don't want that. It repelled them. Let me tell you, all of us here in this auditorium, you are either attracting something or repelling something. And I'm talking about much more important than mosquitoes. Some of us are attracting the grace of God and some of us are repelling the grace of God. Some of us attract the favor of God It comes to us because of the way that we're living and some of us repel the grace of God. We turn it away because all of us are attracting or repelling something. 
I know there's some single ladies in this place saying, I don't know, Pastor, what I do, but I attract a bunch of weird guys. I, just, I don't know what it is. It's just, and I wish there was something I could spray on that would just like be your repellent. And if there was some other good portion that I could spray on and I would attract handsome, godly guys, you know, I would attract. But so we are attracting or repelling something. And I want us to look at the book of James because I believe some of you are living your lives without experiencing the favor of God, not because God doesn't want to show you favor, but because you're not receiving the favor because you're repelling it. The key verse that I want to start this out with is found in James chapter 4. He says, but he gives us more. Say more. More what? Grace. Say grace. Say more grace. So there are people that attract more grace, and there are people that attract less grace. He says, but he gives us more grace. Who does he give more grace to? That is why scripture says, God opposes, or is against, or is repelled by the proud. But he's attracted to, or shows favor to, the humble. What the writer of James is saying is that the favor of God, which means the unmerited, undeserved goodness and favor of God, that positive disposition of God that goes into your life, that opens doors, that gives you opportunities, that gives joy to your life, that gives you those things that you do not deserve. Some of you are repelling that. You're pushing it away. You have less grace. You want it, but you don't have it. You desire it, but it doesn't come your way. And you're saying, God, why is it that I don't feel like I have your favor in my life? Because you're repelling it. God's throwing it in your direction, but you're not in a place to take it. God is trying to give it to you, but you're not in a place where you can receive it. Why? Because you're repelling it by something in your life. And the Bible says that something is called pride. And there's others that don't deserve it but are receiving a lot of it because they operate with a spirit or a heart of humility. And so I want us to think about this and look at this passage because the essence of this passage is all about what happens when you have an attitude that attracts the grace of God and what happens when you have an attitude that pushes away the favor or grace of God. Humility attracts God's grace, and pride pushes God's grace away. Do you want to understand how much God hates pride? Look at what it tells us in Psalms chapter 10, verse 4. God says, I hate pride and arrogance. Wow, that's strong language from God. God says, I come around pride and arrogance and I hate it. It makes me turn away from it. It turns my stomach. What is pride? Well, pride is a feeling that you are more important and better than other people. The sin of pride is the preoccupation with self. At the center of your world is you. You feel like you're better. You feel like you're more. You feel like others are less. 
You tend to look down at others. You tend to put yourself first. You tend to feel like you are the center of the universe. You have an over-preoccupation and an overabundance of thoughts about you, about your needs, about your expectations, about who you are. You feel like you're better than most people around you. You feel like you're more valuable than others. You tend to have an overestimation of your importance and a underestimation of the importance of others. That's called pride. And the Bible tells us that this fragrance of pride repels the grace of God. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5, it says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. In Proverbs 16, verse 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. In other words, we all sin in a lot of ways and we all have issues in our life, but there's something about pride that begins to cluster and attract a lot of other dysfunctions and issues in our life. Pride never comes alone. Pride is the festering ground for a lot of other sins in our life that actually repulses the grace of God. And so you may be living right now a life that is pushing God's favor away from you. And I want us to look at what James says about how to attract the grace of God back into our lives. And I ask you this question today. Are you attracting the grace of God? A humble heart puts you in a position to receive the grace of God. And here's how you know if you have a humble heart. There'll be four things that will be evident if you operate with the spirit of humility in your life. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. You will come under. Notice what he says in verse 6. He says, but he gives more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. Verse 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When you have a humble heart, you will find yourself willing to submit to God. That word submit means to come under. In other words, that you will acknowledge that God is over me and I am under God. A proud heart believes that they are above everything, even God himself. Now, you may not theologically say that, but with your lifestyle, you will live as though you are number one and everybody and everything else is under you. By the way, I've heard this verse quoted oftentimes by people that are proud. But they emphasize not the submit to God. They only quote the second part of the verse, which is resist the devil and he will flee from you. I've heard Christians talk about this verse like, hey, I'm strong. Come on, bring it on, devil. Give me your best shot. I can handle you. I'm a victorious Christian warrior. Any temptation come my way, I'm going to knock it down. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am God's chosen. I am strong. I am able. Come on, bring it on, Satan. And I've heard sort of that kind of mentality as though somehow the devil is afraid of you. But they fail to focus on the first part of the verse. What gives you the power to resist temptation 
is your ability to submit to God. You have no power unless you are submitted. In fact, to act like you have power without submission is to invite disaster into your life. This is Bold Steps with Mark Job. We're pausing today's message for just a moment to share our gratitude for our faithful monthly supporters known as Bold Partners. One of the things our Bold Partners make possible is our outreach not only in America, North America, Mark, but around the world as well. Yeah, we are so excited to be broadcasting into Africa, and we'll be sharing about more opportunities that God is opening up for us. But we're excited because these are places that oftentimes have much less access Mm -hmm. to gospel, church, the the message, good teaching than we have here. And we're really encouraged, for example, by this letter from a listener named Dottie in uh, Malawi. And he says, I'm one of your listeners who loves to listen to Bold Steps program. Your program has impacted my life. And I am sure that I have life eternal through listening to your program. Oh, my. I used to gossip too much, but when I started listening to your program, my life has changed completely for the better. Therefore, I will continue to listen to this program. Always brings a smile to me to read these notes from Malawi, huh? It it really does. And somewhat choppy English, but the ultimate uh, lesson that we're hearing is many people are hearing the message of Jesus for the first time, and like this listener says, I'm sure I have eternal life. Uh, oftentimes, they're hearing Jesus as a way to salvation, right. really for the first time yeah. in their existence. And so, thank you, Bold Partners, for allowing us to get the message, this message, to this happens to be a very heavily Muslim area that we're broadcasting into. And so we appreciate your support and partnership with us. If you've been listening to Bold Steps and you've been thinking about making a gift, maybe even becoming a bold monthly partner, we urge you to go online to boldstepsradio.org and click on the link Bold Partner and you can sign up right there. You can choose the amount to give, but when you do give $30 or more each month, you'll receive 50% off any purchase in the online store at moodypublishers.org. Plus, a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. So check it out online at boldstepsradio.org. Now, let's return to the message as titled The Grace Magnet. Here again is Mark Job. Last year... I had the opportunity of going to Nairobi, Africa to preach at a conference. And I was in this beautiful nation and one of the organizers of the event said, hey, while you're in Nairobi, we would like to organize a half-day safari for you. And I said, great, like a little boy, will there be lions? And they said, well, we hope you can see some lions, but we can't guarantee because they're hard to find in the safari. So sure enough, they put us in a vehicle that was like a Jeep with a a trailer on the back, and we would stand up, and there was a roof on it, and about maybe three feet so we could see out and watch the animals as we drove through this safari area. And sure enough, we saw giraffe, and we saw elephants, and we saw a lot of animals that they don't have in the U.S., but I kept saying, I want to see the lions. And sure enough, the driver of the Jeep, he spotted 
uh, the tail of a lion sticking up and he was able to kind of chase after, go down this road. And we ended up being very close to a group of lions. In fact, we were about, at one time, probably about 10 or 15 feet away from these ferocious beasts. They're awesome up close. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I was not afraid in that Jeep. I was under a roof. I was covered by a wall. And I was, hey, lions. Turn around, let me take a picture. Now, I would have been out of my mind if I would have climbed out of that Jeep, out of the covering, thinking that because the lions weren't coming close, that on my own, I would be okay. I mean, I would have been out of my mind if I'd have got out of that Jeep, climbed out, gone up to the lion and say, hey, I'm from Chicago. I'm not afraid of you. We're tough in Chicago. Come on, lion. Give me everything that you have. Show me your best roar. I bet I can handle you. Hey, I'm tough. I'm strong. I'm a pastor in Chicago. I have a feeling I would have been in the news. Because what kept me safe, what kept me protected was not my own strength, but was the fact that I was under a roof covered around a wall. And when I was in that position, I was safe. I was strong. The lions would walk away from our vehicle because the noise of the engine and because they saw this bigger structure than themselves. The lions weren't trying to attack us, weren't trying to come near. They were a little afraid of us. But on my own, I, had no, I would have no power to overcome that lion. Some of us in our spiritual life, are ex we do exactly that. We get out under the covering of God, out of submission to God, and we go acting like we can handle temptation and that we're strong, and we get devoured by the enemy. And we wonder what happened in our life, how we fell, how we struggle so much, how we've been how we've been broken so badly, how we could get so gripped by the enemy with lies and temptation in our life, but because we've come out under submission and on our own power, we have lost terribly. James tells us, submit yourselves then to God. Then you resist the devil and he will flee from you. The word resist comes from two Greek words, to stand against. And James is simply telling us that the power, of, the power of our resistance lies in our willingness to submit to God. And when we submit to God and His Word and His Lordship, then we have power to overcome any temptation that may come our way. Amen? Secondly, if you're taking notes, write this down. Not only... Do people with a humble heart come under, but people with a humble heart also step closer. In verse 8 it says, come near to God, and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve and mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. The beginning of verse 8 tells us, come close to God, and He will come close to you. 
I believe that there's a lot of people that are far from God, not because God has moved away from them, but because they have moved away from God, and it's their pride that keeps them from moving back. I heard of a story of an older couple that was driving down the, uh, down the street, and the lady looked over to her husband, and she saw some couples driving in their car really close together, kind of you know, romantically near each other. And as her husband was driving, she said, Honey, why aren't, why did we move apart like this? Why aren't we sitting close together? And he's in the driver's seat. And he said, I never moved. In essence, he's reminding her, Hey, I've always been in the same place in the driver's seat. It's you that's moved away, not me that's moved away. And I, I've discovered that there's a lot of people that like to be close enough to God to call them in trouble, but not close enough so that God would change them. There's a lot of people that stay a comfortable distance away. You're close enough to God to say, I have faith, and I worship and I believe in God, but you're afraid to get too close so that God would actually change you. And some people maintain a distance because you know that if you get too close to God, He's going to demand some changes of your life. There may be some things that you have to give up in your life. There may be some decisions that you have to make in your life. And so you stay far enough away not to feel the conviction, but close enough so that if there's trouble in your life, you can call upon God. And so you never feel close to God. You never feel too far from God. You appease your conscience by staying somewhat. You have a Bible in your house and you throw up a prayer once in a while. And occasionally you go to church and you read and sometimes you pray and Sometimes you worship, sometimes you give, sometimes you offer charity. If people ask you if you believe in God, you say you do believe in God, but you've never been really close to God. Scripture says, draw near to God. Hey, take a step closer. And when you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. But listen, when you draw near to God, remember... That as soon as you get close to God, he's going to start dealing with issues in your life. And so he says, hey, wash your hands as you come near to God. That's a sign of purity. You sinners, purify your hearts. He's going to start dealing with your actions. And he's going to start dealing with your heart. And he's going to start dealing with your mind. So he says it's going to lead you to grieve, which is a sign of repentance as we realize, God, there's areas in my life that you don't accept, and so it's going to lead you to grieve and to mourn over those areas and to wail sometimes because you realize, God, I've lived far from you, and there's things in my life I really need to change. And it says you will change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom, why not forever, for a season as you are changing. That God may demand a sacrifice of you that you really don't want to do. In your heart you know that there's certain things that you've held on to over God. Humble yourselves before God, and He will lift you up.
You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, the first half of a lesson titled The Grace Magnet. We'll pick up with part two when we return for tomorrow's program. But until then, we encourage you to visit our website and browse through some of the faith-building resources we have available, like this month's unique edition of our Bold Step gift. It's an empowering book written by Mark himself. So, Mark, I'm going to ask you to talk about it. Do you want to use the gifts and talents that God has given you, but you can't seem to make the leap? Maybe you've been doing the same thing for so long you're feeling worn down and burnt out. Well, if you'd like to stop spinning your wheels and get back onto the path that God has set for you, you'll want a copy of this month's Bold Step Gift. It's a book entitled Unstuck. It's designed to help you discover seven key areas that can derail you from living with intention and purpose, along with some practical steps you can take to reconnect with God's call. We'll send you a copy today when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. And as we kick off this new year, consider taking a new step in your journey of faith by becoming a bold partner. Your monthly financial gifts of any amount will help bring the gospel to new listeners all over the country and across the world. You can give your one-time gift or sign up to give monthly and become a bold partner by going to our website at boldstepsradio.org. You can also give us a call at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or send a check in the mail along with your request for Unstuck by addressing your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And as we close today's program, we just want to remind you that you can always find these messages and catch up on anything you've missed here on the radio by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. Just open up your podcast app on your mobile device and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Joe. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd signing off, and we'll see you tomorrow for the conclusion of today's message titled The Grace Magnet. That's coming up Thursday right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.